You know, Jackson, sometimes I dream I move and I dream I groove like Mike. If I could be like Mike, like Mike, oh, if I could be like Mike. And I say this to say and remind everyone that that is the last time your Chicago Bulls have been to the finals. And hey, you know what? To be like Mike, every kid wanted to be like Mike. But everyone forgets there's no Mike in the finals without a great coach. You've got a very good point there. It's crazy. I mean, since then, Bulls, relevant? Yeah. Don't go together. Hey, without Mike, hey, not just Mike. It can't just be Mike and Scotty. It can't just be Mike and Scotty. Can't forget about Hey, hey, go ahead. Drop the the name. Who is it? Who is it? Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson. They should have made the song, If I Could Just Be Like Phil. Somewhere I imagine there's a kid like me, and he's sitting in his room, and he's going, you know, my basketball career isn't going great, but if I could just be like Phil. Oh, if I could be like Phil. I dream I coach. I dream of the triangle to be like Phil if I could just be like Phil. Let's get to the podcast, baby. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Sports Brain Podcast. This is episode two. This is Jackson Powers with my co-host, Caleb Bennett. Yeah, We're going to jump right into things. As Caleb already mentioned about the NBA, Caleb, your L.A. Clippers, they let go of Doc Rivers yesterday. Give it to me, man. What happened? Man, I don't know if I can just give it to you because I can't be mad, okay? I can't be mad because Doc, in his own right, is a great coach, okay? We all know this. There's no debate about it. You know, championship with the Celtics, when you put talent together and it works together, okay, he gives results. But it's been year after year of disappointment. Now, I get it. We had a two-year stretch there where we weren't, you know, in the conversation, all right? But I go back to a Chris Paul-led team with Blake Griffin, with Mm -hmm. DeAndre Jordan, with an old Paul Pierce, Josh Smith, Lance Stevenson coming off the bench, DeAndre Jordan, if I didn't say his name already, running down the middle of the lane, okay? Like, I go back – I go back to that team, and I think Rockets versus Clippers. We're up 3-1. Chris Paul gets hurt. 3-2. 3-3. He comes back. It's okay. We've got our leader, Game 7. We're going to go to the Western Conference Finals for the first time. And the Rockets win. Disappointment. What are we blaming on? Chris Paul. Hey, I get it. We blame it on Chris Paul. Chris Paul got hurt. But you're telling me that that team without Chris Paul couldn't win one game? Blake Griffin, mm. at the Mm-mm-mm-mm. height of his power, when he was considered the best power forward in the NBA, we couldn't win one game? I go back to this year, a couple of week ago. 3 1. 3 1. Playoff P is back. He's struggling. He's he's back and rearing his ears. All right. 
Just like he did with OKC last year, playoff P, struggling. But, you know, we got Kawhi. We've got Lou Williams. We've got Montrez Harrell. We've got Reggie Jackson. We've got Landry Shaman. We've got the team. We're playing a very young Denver Nuggets team with their only playoff experience. It's Paul Millsap. 3-1. That that is rough, man. 3-1, it goes 3-2, loss. 3-3, loss. See what I'm saying? It's just, mm-hmm. So it's a series of Doc Rivers. I say all that. It's a series of Doc Rivers of just unfortunate chokes in the playoff. Is it, so, is it truly Doc Rivers or is it a mixture of Doc Rivers and the players, though? At some point, it's the head coach's fault. I don't agree. So, like, when the Warriors fired Mark Jackson and hired Steve Kerr, I was upset for Mark Jackson because, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they were doing okay. They yeah. weren't supposed to win the finals. You know what I mean? That was before Draymond Green came along and became an all-star. See what I'm saying? Now, I get Steve Kerr put him in a system to win, but I felt bad because he didn't He didn't have the opportunity. See what I'm saying? Like, he hadn't had eight or nine years, and your team's supposed to win the finals. Doc's had two teams that were supposed to be Western Conference or finals or bust, and it's been bust. So it's just time. You know, I, and, and hey, Doc's the greatest coach in franchise history. So I give him respect. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not mad. Yeah. I'm not mad at Doc. Like, I don't just blame that whole series on him. But at some point, it is the coach. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, at some point, it's time to move on. And it was time. It, it was just time to move on. Okay? It, it, it's just, at some point, it's time. You know, like, the Lakers. At some point, it was time to move on for Phil Jackson. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like, that's how it feels with Doc. We did, He didn't win his five finals. Okay? But it was just time. It was time for a fresh restart, you know, come back next year, run it back with the same team, hopefully. Um, if I had to guess, I'm going to say Ty Lue gets the job okay. for the Clippers. I'm not saying he's the perfect fit. I'm not saying he's the man for the job. But I think of head coaches available, he's the best fit because he was with us last year. The players respect him and love him. He does have championship experience. But he's a great manager of personalities. And I think our team has some very different personalities. We're a very hard-nosed team. All right? And I know Kawhi is a great leader behind the scenes that people don't see it. But, I mean, Patrick Beverly is a personality. Lou Williams is a personality. Paul George is not a personality. Okay, but he's more laid back. But, you know, you still got to deal. He's a superstar. Montrezl Harrell is his own personality. So, like, you've got some personalities on that team. That do need to be managed, and I do think he can add some some freshness. So you know, like a new excitement to the team. You know, younger coach. So I'm saying, I, I think he can be that for us. Yeah. Um, and who, who and do you think that. gets it? Um, to be honest, I haven't really looked at who's really out there, but Ty Ty Lue does does fit um, in my mind since he's yeah. been with the team, stepping up. He knows he knows how those guys play together. Um, you saw what he was able to do in Cleveland. As much as people want to say it was LeBron that did it, you still got to have a coach. As you said, if you take Phil Jackson out of the Bulls, what do you get? You can't just win without a, without a coach. So you still need the coach. And so I think Tyloo will come in and do well. It may take them a couple of years before they're ready to compete for Western Conference Finals. Like for sure, 
Um, but mm. I, well, I'm not saying like next year Western Conference Finals, LA Clippers. I think it is. I think it's Western Conference Finals or bust. You have a year to you know what I'm saying you have a year to gel as a team. The coach was with us last year, so he just does a lot of the same stuff. Just adds you know a freshness, a, a like a cool calming voice to the locker room. Now, like it's just now now I think now budget wise, I don't know if it works. It's very close. We would have to trade somebody. So we'd have to get rid of Montrez's salary or Patrick Beverly, which I'd be more than okay with, but I doubt someone wants to take on that contract, especially after his playoff performance. Mm-hmm. If Philly's not trading, like if Philly's not trading Joel and they're not trading Ben Simmons, okay, I think we need to trade Zubac or somebody and then a big name contract, Pat Bev, Montrez, whoever, mm-hmm. and get Al Horford. If you plug Al Horford in at the five right. with his shooting ability – and defense, as old as he is, yes, with that team, he would gel well, better in presence in the locker room, yes. playoff experience. You know what I'm saying? Plus, played I, LeBron a couple times. It yes. makes us a lot more respectable when it comes in the Battle of L.A. As far as this year, I get it. L.A. will never be our city. Okay, now when we build this stadium out in Inglewood, whatever, you know, what we have our own thing. But but mm-hmm. right now, L.A. will never be our city. I get that. I, and, I understand. Plus, I think he will fit within that system better than he yeah. is fitting out in Philly. Oh, yeah. Right Philly's a terrible. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of Philly. Speaking of Philly. Speaking Philly's a terrible. Philly. Philly. Speaking yeah. of Philly. Okay. You know, they fired Brett Brown. Finally. Okay. I don't get why they didn't do it sooner. They fired Brett Brown. I get it. Hey, respect to Philly just for giving him a chance. Because you got to trust the process. Bro. After all the bad years. Because I hate teams that have a young team and know they aren't ready to commit. I mean, uh, compete. And they fire their coach when they actually, like, it is time to compete. And now you have to bring in a new one and all these young players that have, like, built relationships with this coach and, you know, playing how he wants them to play is now you're supposed to compete with just a brand-new coach out of nowhere. So respect the Philly for giving Brett Brown his due. Like, you made him go through all them bad years when you're, respect, when you're trusting the process with Joel's injuries and Ben Simmons' injuries. Okay, but it was time to move on. All right, yeah. too much talent, too much money spent by Elton Brand to be getting knocked out in the first round. Agreed. Now, all the rumors point to Mike D'Antoni getting that job. If he gets that job, you better hope you are ready to trust the process again and go through another rebuild. That would be the worst possible coach to put with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. We're talking about a coach that frowns upon mid-range jump shots. We're talking about a coach that frowns upon players not shooting threes when they're open. Uh-huh, Ben Simmons can't shoot. Uh-huh, Joel Embiid's not a great shooter. Cough, 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 okay? Yes. So how does that fit? Like, I get Philly wants to be this exciting team because they're young and they're supposed to compete, but Al Horford's not an up-and-down player. Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons and Richard Je- – and, uh, and um, oh, man. Forgot their shooting guard's name, okay? But I'll think of it later. Like the shooting guard they just got from Miami. They're up and down a little bit, but Al Horford and Joel are not up and down. Joel doesn't like running the floor because his back hurts. It's just not a fit. It's not a fit. So now, you... Doc Rivers? Okay. I mean, you may agree or disagree, but but Doc Rivers? Like, Doc Rivers with that team would bulk up their defense as a team, which is, which is great because they have the abilities to play great individual defense and the ability to play a great team defensive unit like Miami plays. 
Like they have those pieces to be able to switch. Okay. So I don't see why they don't go hard after Doc Rivers now that he's been let go and he walked away from the Clippers. Especially since he came out and said that he doesn't want to take a break. He wants to jump right back into the next team that's exactly. available to take a chance on him. Exactly. So from one coaching vacancy to another, who do you see being a good fit for the New Orleans Pelicans? So the Pelicans are interesting because a lot of coaches could fit there because of their plethora of talent and young talent and ability. Like you got Drew Holiday, a borderline all-star. Brandon Ingram, an easy vote for all-star this year. Gives Ion a good year, full. He'll be good. All right, they got the young center and um, Jackson Hayes. Athletics, I'll get out. You got Shea Gildress Alexander's cousin um, coming off the bench as well. Josh Hart coming off the bench. Like they have talent. You got my boy Jalil Okafor, the GOAT, okay, on that team as well. He'll get playing time. I just love Jalil Okafor. All right. <laughs> so, so any coach can fit with that. Now, if I had to assume, that's where Doc Rivers goes, okay? Okay. If I had to assume. Now, again, I think he should go to Philly. And I think if Mike D'Antoni is going to get another chance with a team, I don't know why. I don't know why Mike, that, Mike D'Antoni gets Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire and all these players and doesn't win. And then, okay, Houston's like, oh, the L.A.'s like, don't worry, Mike, come over here with Kobe, Nash, and Dwight. And they don't win. And then Houston's like, oh, Dwight, uh, oh, Mike, we got uh, James Harden and Dwight Howard now. Come over here. They don't win there, and then they get Russell, and he don't win there. And, and so it's just like, how many chances does this guy get to jack up threes and not care if his team plays defense until we're like, it just don't work. Right. Like, the dude's an offensive master. I say mastermind. All he does is jack up threes. He plays analytics, okay? Like, he brought along a new kind of era to the NBA and the way he had Steve Nash play and the way he's having James Hart, whatever. But, like, the only reason I think he's a fit – in New Orleans is because that team is built to play up and down. That team is built to jack up three. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they're way more suited to his offense than Philly. Now it could also be some of the worst thing that happens to Zion and, and, and Alonzo and Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart and all them. Um, because he doesn't preach defense. So if you take young NBA talent, and in a league where it's already like, when well, no one plays defense, and you tell them, like, you, it's known that you don't care about defense, how is that going to work? Yeah, that that just smartest of a coach that he is offensively. Yes, I know you, you said that he plays analytics. Um, I think Mike D'Antoni's days in the NBA are probably over. They should be. I agree. Right. Yeah. But he's going to get a job. Like, it's going to happen. Yes. And I'm just glad that he didn't go to the team that matters to me. But they were able to snag somebody, knock, knock, Billy Donovan. And I think that's an interesting hire because he came out and said, hey, I'm all for this rebuild that's going on. But I I just don't know if he's the right coach right now. Why not? Uh I think you you got to get somebody in there that's going to be able to say, "Hey, you, you got to get me these guys. Let me develop them, and then let's go from there. I'll get you to that next that next guy." It's like me and you were talking the other day. Billy Donovan is a guy 
that if you put him with a good team of talent that is established, he could probably go win an NBA championship. Okay. Right. I don't blame him for Oklahoma City's collapse. All right. I mean, he even got a uh, average Oklahoma City team to the playoffs this year and took the the Rockets to seven. So, like, if you give him an established team, you know, of of not even just veterans like middle aged guys that are in their prime that are, like set in their NBA career, mm-hmm. then yes, it's a good hire. It's a here's my thing for Chicago. It's a safe hire. And I don't know if a safe hire is what they need. They needed a Tyloo. Like, they needed to be the ones that say, hey, Steve Nash, come over here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They needed a splash, a shot Steve. in the dark, like a Steve Kerr right. to the Warriors, something like that, to boost their team. They, need, they needed to take a shot. They needed a Phil Jackson 2.0, honestly. They have gotten to this thing where they're just picking safe coaches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, what I, what like I mean, they're not what they're I mean. not really going for anybody like big name that's like that would like take anybody's prize. Like you're yeah. telling me, someone was like, "Yeah, the Brooklyn Nets are going to hire Steve Nash this year." What do you think, Bob? No, right? No one was thinking Steve Nash to the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. Brooklyn took a shot, and it's probably going to be a good shot because Steve Nash is a basketball mind. They need to go get a young basketball mind. And just say, hey, it's your team. You know, we're yeah. here to help you establish yourself in the NBA. You establish this team as a, a stronghold in the East again, as a pillar in the East. Because mm-hmm. the last time this, that they were a pillar in the East is when Derrick Rose still had two good knees. That's been a long time ago now. Yes, it like, has. Well, I think the Bulls as a franchise, before you go, the Bulls as a franchise have just gotten so stuck on looking at the past and what they've done and all these great players they have. And they don't realize it was eight years ago when you were competing with Miami. Like, yeah. That's a long time ago, man. It wasn't recent. Like, no. move on. It's it's sad to see. And well, and what I meant by the the Phil two point is that technically Chicago took a chance on Phil. Nobody had really not really knew knew how, who he was at the time, mm-hmm. and said, "Hey, come on and look at what he did." I'm not saying that whoever they hire as a no, Phil, Phil, Phil was, you know, not not established, a little well known in the basketball world when he yes. was hired. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, like like Steve, Steve and Nash, I guess Steve Nash is yes. too. Steve Nash is too. You not, know, Phil he, was a, a retired player. He wasn't known as a coach. So, so yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I agree that that they need a Phil 2.0. They need they need to take a shot at you know not even a player, just someone that's known in the basketball world that that people aren't thinking well, this is the next coach of the. You know, Chicago exactly. Bulls. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and it's take a shot. Like, hey, hey, Chauncey Billups. Oh gosh, doesn't have a job right now. Regardless of whoever the coach is, they just need someone who's going to be able to sh- to lead them. Yeah. the The only they, the they only reason I think Billy Donovan is an okay hire is because he will have respect for what he did at Florida. Yes. Okay. So like he has experience. All right. But Chauncey Billups, that's the guy y'all missed. That's the guy that would have been the splash. That you know what I'm saying? I great player. Like that. I that yeah. that's that that was the miss for y'all. Ooh. And don't be surprised if he goes to the Pacers. Ooh, dang! Don't be surprised. You heard it here. Don't be surprised if Chauncey Billups is coaching the Pacers. They trade Victor Oladipo somewhere. Maybe the Warriors. Okay, all right, because they have mm-hmm. the pieces to get Victor Oladipo. Hey, second second pick. See, I'm saying. Yeah. All right, kind of start fresh. They have the pieces. Let him- so, so don't be surprised. Yeah, don't be surprised 
if the Pacers get Chauncey Billups, they trade Victor Oladipo to the Warriors for something in the second pick. Mm-hmm. They pick LaMelo Ball or Anthony Edwards, whoever's there. Oh, let's hope it's not They LaMelo. pair them with Malcolm Brogdon, Sabonis, yeah, and Turner. That's a, that's really, that's a, that's. And T, and TJ Warren. That's a good. And they go make a run in the East. Yeah. Don't be surprised. I was going to say, that's, that's a good team to get a low That's speed. a good, young, I think Malcolm Brogdon would be the only player over 25 on that team. That's starting. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Miles I think. Miles Turner is only, what, three or four years in the league? One year at Texas? He may be 25 this year. You know what I'm saying? One year at Texas? I think he's in his th- third or fourth year in the league. Uh, yeah, 2015. Yeah, he's 24 right now. 24. Right. So, so I'm saying. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're telling me, give LaMelo or Anthony Edwards, whichever one they get. I don't know who the Timberwolves are picking. Three years. Right. Miles Turner's 28. Sabonis is 28, 29. Malcolm Brown is 29, 30. Yeah. TJ Warren's 30, 31. TJ Warren might be a little older. I don't think about him. All right. Let yeah, that team mature. You're telling me that team couldn't compete in the East? See what I'm saying? Um, With Chauncey yeah. Billups as coach? Um, compete in the East? I don't mm. – I, I think they do. I think they're a top – I think they're easily a top three team in the East in, in three years, if that's their, if that's oh, their lineup. Oh, Three years, yeah. Yeah, no, years. no, no, three years. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Chauncey think, has time yes, to mature think, with that team and let Lamelo or Anthony Edwards, whoever they get. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I think year year one though, they're they're easily a low seed playoff team in the East, though. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, well, wait, they're yeah. a playoff team now. You trade all depot who didn't even play for almost the whole year. So I'm saying, yeah. and get Lamelo or Anthony Edwards, oh, yeah, they turn sure, out to be sure. a decent player, low level all star, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, Miles Turner and Sabonis keep growing, and don't be surprised if they trade. Turner or Sabonis, probably Turner for somebody and, and get right. more veteran, you know, and, and yeah. compete sooner. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So from NBA coaching hires, mm-hmm. we have something else going on big in the NBA that actually starts Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I actually love this matchup. It's you got, an interesting matchup. You got LeBron James, who will never be the goat in my mind. Never. That's a topic for another another day. Against Jimmy Butler and a very, very confident Tyler. Say his name right. I, I don't is it Hero or is it Hero? I'm not even talking about that. That is Mr. Buckets to you. That dude <laughs> is a straight walk. He is a bucket He's with a handle on top and some legs. He is a walking right. bucket. He's a walking bucket. I cannot believe Paul Pierce came out and said, if he averages 20 in a season, then we can call him a bucket. He just averaged 20 on your Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. Is. He is a bucket to you, sir. You have yes. lost your mind in retirement. Right. Okay. So um, how do you see the, the, the matchup? Yeah, how do you see this series playing out? It's, it's, so it pains me, hold on, the Clippers fan. On, okay, on, it pains on. me to say, but I, before you touch on that, I want to elaborate on on it be first. You know, you're in the bubble, no fans. Yeah. So I mean, you can pump in noise, but it's nowhere near the environment. And you and I have mm-hmm. talked about how shooting in the bubble has become a lot easier than in an arena. Yeah, because of depth perception. Yeah. So how does all of that factor into this matchup? And into the finals. 
I don't think it factors as much because you're really putting playoff experience, okay, mm-hmm. in LeBron James versus a very young Miami team. Now, albeit Andre Gidala is over there, was his fifth or sixth year straight in the finals. And so, so like I get there, there is playoff experience over there. I think Miami could be in the finals next year again, along with the Lakers, and they could be. I just don't think Miami is ready. And Jimmy Butler came out and said today. Don't call us underdogs because we're not. I, I get it. There's no underdogs in the bubble. The bubble, it's its own game. It's its own world. But I just think there's too much going for the Lakers and LeBron James and Anthony Davis for Miami to stop. It's not just. It's not like just stopping Giannis. Yeah. It's not like just stopping Victor Oladipo slash TJ Warren. Yeah. Like you're stopping LeBron James, the greatest player that's on the earth right now. Okay. Right now. Playing right now. Okay. And Anthony Davis who is LeBron's greatest teammate when it comes to talent ever. Yes. It, you just don't, you don't stop it. It's, it's, it's if you stop to one, the other is going to go off. Exactly. And, 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 and the reason Miami matched with, with, with the Bucks so well is because the Bucks outside of Brooke Lopez don't have much size. And Brooke Lopez really is at size. Mm-hmm. He spaces the floor more and blocks a couple shots. He doesn't post up a lot. Right. The Lakers are going to run Anthony Davis at the four. Right. And, and so that, my question yeah. is, does Bam Adebayo guard Davis or does he guard Dwight or JaVale? See what I'm saying? Ooh. And if he does guard Davis, does he stay out of foul trouble? Because when he goes out of the game, the heat statistically drop. I know Kelly Olenek is good offensively, but their defense drops. Right. In my opinion, their offense drops kind of because Bam really is the center. Of, we've talked about it, is the center of their offense and how they how they play you know, through him at the high post. Mm-hmm. And so I just think it's yeah. too too much of a good thing for the Lakers and not enough experience for the Heat. You know, I don't think Tyler Euro and Duncan Robinson, all right, are going to fold under pressure. Okay, they're fine. They're cold-blooded players. I get it. But yeah. it's too much of a good thing for the Lakers. Do you, um, do you think they I've got, steal one or two? I, I've got the Lakers in five. Okay. I can see it going to six. I can see it going to six, but I've got the Lakers in five. The Lakers are known to drop a game. It might be the first game. You know, they're, they're, yeah. like LeBron teams are known to drop the first game. Like go back to Miami versus OKC. They dropped the first game. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's, I, yeah. So, so LeBron teams are known to drop the first game. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you, but I'm going to go Lakers in six. I respect it. Yeah. I, th- I think Miami can, can come in and potentially get that first one and then – you know, maybe get get a random buzzer beater game game winner to yeah. to to win that that second one. But I don't see them yeah. winning more than two. No. I, I agree. I don't see this going to seven. Um, but hey, you know, I really do hope I'm wrong. I really hope Miami makes this a series, and I really hope they actually win because I don't mind Miami. Um, I didn't even really hate Miami when LeBron was there. I don't hate LeBron. I just don't like the Lakers. Like, if LeBron was in Cleveland, I'd be okay with right. LeBron winning. Yeah. Like, I'm not a LeBron hater. I like good basketball. I just hate the Lakers because I'm a Clippers exactly. fan. Exactly. And my my dad loves the Lakers. My former youth pastor loved the Lakers, and all my friends love the Lakers. So I'm like, yeah, I'm a Clippers fan. I hate <laughs> I hate everything Lakers. I, hate all of you. Just, I just resent all of you. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And so yeah. that's why. Yeah. So we go from one playoff to another playoff. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. Hey, hey. 
we've got the Major League Baseball wild card playoff series starting this week. And it's a very brand new format with how they're doing it. They've expanded the, the playoffs from six to eight teams, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. And as I touched on last week, you know, they've got location bubble, um, location for rounds, except wild card matchups are a best of three series at the higher seeds ballpark. Mm. So let's dive and dive right into the matchups. Um, and we'll go ahead and basically pick who we think is going to win, win it all. We'll, we'll go ahead. And play. Yeah, we're, we're, we're basically playing a, a bracket yeah. kind of like, cause so we, we didn't get March madness. So we're doing October Madness. Big facts. Um, hey, if you want to play along at home, I know a lot of our friends and family and, and, and watch this or listen to this. Um, shout out to all the love shown yeah. on the last podcast. We're gonna we're gonna draw out our bracket and post mm-hmm. it on our Facebook page um, at Sports Train Podcast on Facebook. Yep. Um, I hey, I would love for other people to draw theirs out and make it as well, and either send it to us personally. Or comment it under the Facebook post, and let's see who does the best. Yeah, and who knows, winner may even get a special prize. Hey, who know? You never know that with is, a sports brain podcast. That is to be determined. But let's dive right, in. First series. First series. We're gonna start. We're gonna go through the through the AL first. So you've got AL East champions, number one seed overall in the AL, Tampa Bay Rays against the Toronto Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. You're playing this in in Tampa. Now, what's interesting is that, if I recall, they kind of had to share a stadium because Toronto couldn't play any games in Toronto. Yeah. So is this really a home field advantage in this first game for Tampa? I I don't think so, which is weird to say when you're a one seed mm-hmm. just because of the fact. Now, I'm still taking Tampa. Oh, I'm taking Tampa because know, of that pit, that pitching staff. That pitching yeah, staff is good. I know, I know Toronto barely scraped in to the playoffs, and I do love Vlad Jr. Mm-hmm. I just the, the the kid's awesome, but I don't think they're ready to, to compete like that. Um, I, I'll take Tampa. Okay, uh, I'm gonna agree with you. It's 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 an easy it's an easy one for me for for Tampa. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, that that pitching staff is going to be able to shut down Toronto. Um, all right, game two in that little part of the bracket there, we've got number four. This is this is a true wild card matchup because neither neither their division. You've got the Cleveland Indians number four against the New York Yankees. Your New York Yankees. This is played in Cleveland. I heard you want to say the New York Giants because I talked about it so last so much last week. <laughs> yeah, and to say it one more time, the New York. Football Giants, but anyways, um, I'm taking New York. Okay, obviously. Okay, no yeah. question about it. I get it could be a close series. I think we are in a little bit of hot streak. We struggled there for a little bit, <laughs> fourteen games in a row. Um, but but we are on a hot streak. I think our hitting wins a series. Our pitching hasn't won us a series in forever. All right, right. maybe even five ever. Shout out to our rank number five. Okay, I'll take New York. I'm gonna go. See, I'm I'm gonna differ from you on this. I'm gonna go Cleveland. Um, I figured. I do think that their their pitching is what's going to keep them in this game mm-hmm. and in this series. Um, now, if if the Yankees starters come out and shut down the Indians' offense, the New York Bombers will win this. They are called the New York Bombers for a reason. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll score runs, but but can we stop them from score runs? That's my yeah. question. So, like I said, I'm going to take Cleveland, but I would not be surprised if the Yankees starting staff pulls them through. No, no, no. Don't, don't teeter-totter. No. Pick a side. No, I'm, no. I'm taking Cleveland. I'm taking Cleveland. That's who I'm okay. picking. Okay. No, no. Don't say no buts, though. I get, I get what yes. you're saying. Don't you know? You wouldn't be surprised, but you're yeah, taking. I the, wouldn't I be surprised okay. if yeah. the okay. Yankees' starting staff pulls them through this series. Yeah. So gotcha. then you you go down. Your next little chunk in this bracket is you've got Minnesota hosting the Houston Astros. Go Twins! I'm taking the Twins. Big facts, brother. No, no trash. There's no trash cans this year, baby. Yeah, Houston. No trash cans this year. Um, Houston is a team that barely squeaked in. Um, so I think that shows a little bit. Yes, I get they lost Garrett Cole, great pitcher. It does still show that they're they're no longer the team to beat in the AL. No, they're not. I don't think they were to begin with because that. That trash can incident it makes it very, very hard not to think that. So we both agree, twins. We're taking twins. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the number two Oakland A's hosting our boy Eric Donnelly's Chicago White Sox. Upset alert! I'm taking Chicago, dude. I as as a Cubs fan, I've had to, I've had to watch this series a lot between Cubs and Sox this year because of how the season went. You play, you play your AL um, match. So NL Central plays AL Central and that's, and that's, that's yeah. your games. And the White Sox, they are scary good. They were, they were entering the last weekend of baseball with a chance of actually being in the, in the three spot where Minnesota is. And they yep. had to fall. They happened to fall to seven because go Cubs. We 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 uh, we just put that one out. But um, I definitely definitely like the White Sox in the series. I, I wouldn't necessarily like. Yes, you're calling it an upset, but I don't even see it as a white uh, as an upset. There's no way. Um, because to me, the White Sox are the better team. So, so that's the that's the AL wild card, NL wild card. You've got Dodgers against the Brewers. Dodgers are hosting. Now, I had the Dodgers in this one. Now, not to win it. We will find out later. Okay, the Dodgers always choke. Mm-hmm. But I've been having study hall with my basketball team oh, before weights oh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. All right. You know, just to help with some grades, help with homework. Yes. And I'm sitting up front, and one of my seniors, who's a, you know a baseball player, is going to play college ball. Yeah. All right, he's a pitcher. He's a big Brewers fan. Oh. Always talks to me Brewers. I knew I didn't. He's like him. coach. He's like coach. You gotta pick him. You gotta pick him, coach. You gotta do it for me. No. So far, I'm gonna do it for you. I'm gonna do it for you, Cade. No. I got the Brewers. No, no. no. I got no. the Brewers upsetting. It could be the worst pick ever, but I got the Brewers upsetting. Oh man. <laughs> Dude. If the, this everything is going to have to align correctly for them for them to make this up. Oh, I agree. Like I said, I had the Dodgers, but I'm taking yeah. the Brewers. You know, for for one of my kids, you got to do it for the kids, Jackson. Well, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do it for the kids on this one. 
<laughs> Dodger, Dodger winning first two games. They're taking the two. It's a sweep. Um, the the Brewers starting staff is nowhere near strong enough to compete with LA. <laughs> it is just it's just ugly. So um, along with them, you've got San Diego. Oh, you know who I got <laughs> against the Cardinals. You know who I got. Oh yeah, I have been on San Diego's bandwagon this season. Right. I mean, I'd... I love the three zero and three one count grand slams. <laughs> I love the excitement they're bringing to baseball, and I love that they just don't care about the unwritten rules of baseball. And I, I that's what I'm just been stuck with them. I, I got the Padres. I I gotta agree with you there. Um, the Cardinals. They've been playing a lot of games quickly. That's going to help them or not. I don't think it will because I, it's, they had that little COVID break. And I think it threw them off, actually. Mm-hmm. I know it was like beginning of the season, but if you can't start a rhythm early and everyone else is having a rhythm, you're having to play catch-up. That's what I saw them have to do this season. They played catch-up. So mm-hmm. um, definitely going San Diego. Next matchup. This haunts me, this matchup. It haunts me as the last time these two teams played in the playoffs, we had a Steve Bartman incident. incident. You got Cubs, Marlins. <laughs> I want to play to the curse. But the curse but the curse has been broken technically. I want to go Chicago. I'm going to go Chicago. Okay. I want to play to the curse. I want to. I'm going to go Chicago. I'm a little scared that our bats won't be able to get going, but I think our I, Kyle Hendricks has been pitching very well, and you Darvish Cy Young candidate has been dealing this year. I think if we can keep Miami's bats under control to where they don't get to, um, where they don't get to that all-star caliber closer. I, I say all-star caliber because we didn't have an all-star game this year. All-star caliber closer that they have. I think we take this series as well. Mm-hmm. Not just because I'm a Cubs fan, but, <laughs> but because of that. All right. Last, last little part on this side of the NL. You've got Atlanta hosting. Cincinnati. I'm taking Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I wanted to take the Reds. I did because I just wanted an upset again. You know, I, I'm all for upsets. I'm taking Atlanta. I think it's uh, like I said with the Heat versus the, the the Lakers. Too much of a good thing for Atlanta right now. Right. Um. So I think it's just a simple pick. So here's where I'm gonna take that chance that you were about. Called the upset Cincinnati. I like it. I like Atlanta. it. And the reason being is because I haven't seen Atlanta have the confidence in starting pitching as much. Their offense is great, but Cincinnati. I get that they're a seven seed in the NL, but since it's only a three game series, you're not pitching a full rotation. Mm-hmm. They got some great front guys in that rotation that are going to be able to really help shut down that Atlanta uh, offense. So I'm going to take Nice. So we're through the wild cards. Mm -hmm. So for time's sakes, I'm going to go through 
I'm going to tell you my picks and who I've got winning it all. And then I'll let Jackson go through um, the starting of the division yeah. round, going to the ALNL championship, going to the World Series and pick his. Right. So first matchup, which is being played in San Diego, um, I believe. Yes. Yeah. I've got Tampa versus New York. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take New York just because I'm a biased Yankees fan and I'm a blind Yankees fan. All right. <laughs> I don't know if they'll do it, and I'm not positive. I'm not confident on that, but I'm going to take New York over Tampa. Okay. Then next round you've got in Los Angeles. I'm going to take the Minnesota Twins over the Chicago White Sox. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. No, that's my fault. I thought it was that one. Was, okay. I thought that one was awesome. No, that was yeah. in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I'm you, taking the Twins. Taking the Twins, okay. Over, over the White Sox, okay? All right. Now to the NL. Yep. I'm going to take the Padres. Now, of course, I got Milwaukee there. I'm going to take San Diego over Milwaukee. Yep. In a in an easy easy series, okay? Easy series. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Cade. The Brewers don't last long, buddy. <laughs> um, then in Houston, I'm going to take Atlanta over your Cubs. Okay. Okay. Obviously you're going to differ on that, but I'm going to take Atlanta over your Cubs. Okay? okay. Now AL championship, I've got the Yankees versus the twins. Yes. You, you, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to take the twins. Okay. I was going to say my Yankees, my Yankees might not get that far. Okay. Right. But they're not getting further than that. All right, they're definitely not getting further than that. I'm going to take the Twins. Um, now, if Tampa, if Tampa gets by New York or Cleveland, I, I would take Tampa in that. But since my brackets yeah. work out, I'll take the Twins in the World Series. On the NL side, I've got Atlanta versus San Diego. San Diego. Yep. I'm taking San Diego, man. <laughs> the young You know boys. I've been riding this the train, young this bandwagon all year. Now, my bracket looks a little wild right now. It most okay. definitely does. You've got but, right now, you World Series, you've got a number three Minnesota team who technically versus a number versus, So you've got a division You got a division winner against a wild card winner is what it is. I got, I got a three versus four is what I've got. Yeah. yeah. You've got a division winner against yeah. the top wild card team. My World Series – Twins versus the Padres. All right. Who's your winner? I think I'm taking the Twins, man. Twins to win I, it all. I think I'm taking the Twins. And, hey, it's ironic because I watch, you know, I, you know, I watch Twitch a lot. I watch streams. And the guys I watch play with this guy named Trevor May, who's a pitcher for the Twins. Right. And 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 a, and a year ago, a year ago, I'm watching the stream, whatever, and they were picking on Trevor about how bad the Twins were. And this dude kept saying, next year's a different year, next year's a different year, and here we are next year, and they're a three seed, and I've got them winning the World Series. Okay? <laughs> Go Twins. Who you got, Jackson? All right. All right. All right. I, I mean, hey, for what the bracket of – the mess of a bracket that you have, I will respect that pick. But um, – so since I'm a little different from you, uh, I've got Tampa versus Cleveland – in the uh, in the divisional round, I'm gonna go Tampa. I mean, I don't think I think Cleveland barely squeaks by um, New York anyway, and T- Tampa is the better team in that matchup. 
Then between Twins and White Sox, division rivals, I'm going with the White Sox. Going with our White Sox. Um, I, young core, love the way that they hit the ball. I mean, it's, they're a fun team to watch, but I'm a Cubs fan. Can't root for the Sox. <laughs> um, then when you go further down to the NL, whew, Dodgers Padres. Dodgers Padres. I think Clayton Kershaw, the playoff Clayton Kershaw comes out and ruins their chances yet again. That's what I'm talking about. San Diego over the Dodgers. And then Cubs and Cubs against Reds. I'm going to take the Cubs. We did struggle a little bit, but I think we have the better long end on that series because that is actually a five-game series. These are five-game series compared to the wild card is three. I think we were able to pull that one out. And we have we have the playoff experience in that matchup. So I'm going to go Cubs. On to the championship series. Whew. Tampa Bay and Chicago White Sox. Ooh, that's a mm. two good starting pitching staffs. Mm. I'm going to go upset here and pick the White Sox. Because I think they've got the better offense than, than the, than the, uh, Rays do. Um, and so, and then in the NL, which is being played in the new ballpark in Arlington, um, oh man, I'm gonna have to take the Cubs because I don't think the Padres have the pitching staff to compete. Great offense. They don't have a pitching staff to help, to, to hold them though, this deep. Which brings us to a cross-town World Series. You're wild. If that happens, they need a petition to just play play the World Series in Chicago. Like, seriously. You're wild. You, oh, brother, come on. Like, that'd be great for baseball, too. Like Cubs versus Sox. You're Cubs wild. versus Sox. And I have the Cubs taking it in, in seven. Cubs in no seven. No bias. No bias here. He picks his Cubs to go all the way. No bias. Come on, Cubs brother. Cubs in seven, brother. Mm. Okay. I mean, okay. White Sox are a good team. That's why I say Cubs in seven. Like, that's just crazy. So, But like Caleb said, um, we'll post the bracket on our Facebook page um, at the Sports Brain. So uh, feel free to fill out Comment it in the comments. Send it to one of us personally. And like I said, there may be a special prize for the winner. So we'll see. Yes, sir. We shall see. Good luck, everyone. Good luck. All right. Moving on from baseball in the World Series. Uh, it was week three of the NFL. And in my opinion, the best game of the week. Now, I get it. You had Ravens, Chiefs, Packers, Saints, Las Vegas trying to stay 3-0 versus the the Patriots like I get all that the best game of the week was Bears Falcons brother if you didn't watch that game you just missed out on some good football man it's about time Matt Nagy 
pulled the Mitch Trubisky train off the tracks. I get it. I get it. I get it, Jackson. But the guy was 2-0. and uh, Barely. <laughs> if it weren't for that defense, we are 0-3 oh, yeah. right now. Oh, yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, you say that like the Falcons didn't hang it on y'all in the first half. Well, I mean, true, but we did we did miss a field goal in the first half. That hurt us a little bit. They came down and and scored. But what I would like to point out is more second half. Falcons mm-hmm. melted down again. They are the choke Shocker. artists of the NFL. Yeah. But Nick yeah. Foles came in. A lot of people are going to say, oh, well, Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky stats, they're pretty similar. I'm like, no. If you watch the game, Nick Foles outplayed Mitch Trubisky by – Far, his what was called ended up being an interception wasn't his fault. It got pulled out of his receiver's hands. Like I said, not his fault. So that could have gone either way. Touchdown, interception. It was put. It was. It was. A, it was a good throw. Good strip. I'll give it to him. His next drive down, they take a touchdown off the board because his what happens? His receiver can't catch the ball. So finally, he goes down, gets a touchdown with Jimmy Graham, and continues to put it together drive after drive after drive. And he he put together great drives. I don't think the Bears punted while he was in the game. And that's that's why I liked to see he was making decisions, whether they were right or they were wrong. He was making decisions versus, versus, versus looking like a deer caught in the headlights. Yeah. And, and there's no debate that Nick Foles isn't the better quarterback. Like, he is the better quarterback. Yes. I mean, the guy's a Super Bowl winner. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a good yeah. quarterback. Now, he's, he's, not, he's um, not elite, but he's going he's no. to get us further this season than Mitch would. You, you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Joe Flacco with that Ravens yes. defense. Agreed. And in all honesty, I think that's all the Bears need. Like you've got Robinson on the edge, you've got Tariq Cohen. Like you've no, got we don't talent. have Tariq Cohen anymore. Oh well, you yeah. don't have him anymore. Sorry. Yeah, but I mean, you still got you still got Jimmy Graham. You got Anthony Miller, who's got good hands. You've got Riley Ridley. You've got a great defense. I mean, Khalil Mack showed up last this past yeah. week. Then and that's what I'm saying. It's Joe Flacco s mm-hmm. as far as. Exactly. The, the 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 Ravens year when they had the the awesome defense with all the stars and just a little bit of talent you know on offense yep. and you you put a quarterback that can get it done exactly you know you put a, a quarterback with a little bit of arm manager. talent just he's he's a little bit no no he's a little bit more than a game manager he can make a throw you know what I'm saying yeah like when I think game manager I think Peyton Manning with the Broncos when he was just throwing little passes and not making mistakes and keeping the offense on the field so the defense could rest. Right. He has some arm talent. Nick Foles has some arm talent. Yeah. Okay, you got to put respect on his name where respect is right. due. But yeah. I think they were trying Mitch for so long because Mitch gave them that quarterback that kind of like Josh Allen is, where he's he's agile. There was some arm talent in college. They were hoping they could you know dig yeah. into, but but it just never yeah. happened. And, mm. and it and it is. And I've always felt bad for you and Eric. You know when y'all talk about the Bears. Because because it was time to move on. I think it was time this summer to move on. Yes. But Matt Nagy is just so stuck on that pick well, of, of Mitch really, that it just you know it kept sticking with it. Yes, I can get that. But it was actually John Fox who made that pick. Okay. Which I think if Matt Nagy is the head coach that year, he takes Deshaun Watson. I I'm, well, I mean, I I, I'm so. not going to say 
that he should have taken Patrick Mahomes because, yes, Patrick Mahomes played decent in college, but he wasn't proven yeah. until he was yeah. in the league. Yeah. Patrick Patrick Mahomes was one of the biggest risk for reward yeah. things with the because everyone knew arm talent was there, yeah. but he was exactly. never forced to read a defense. You know, like he is in the NFL, yeah, and it's no one expected him to come out throwing no look passes mm-hmm. and throwing sidearm stuff and just being what he is. He was a deep bomb thrower at Texas right. Tech, and I and I get that. But um, as as we move on from Mitch Trubisky, we will always remember a bear grape. Gail Sayers, he was a great running back. May he rest in peace. He, we tragically lost him last week. Great asset to the NFL. He was a great punt returner, great running back, um, Hall of Famer. I'm pretty sure he was on the NFL's top 100 team when they came out with that a couple of years ago. Um, so sad to see him go. Young, young-ish. Now it's not like he was. He wasn't late 80s. Early nineties, yeah. he was early seventies. So I mean, yeah. it's it's sad to sad to see, but you know, we're forever grateful for what he did. And you're down, man. Yeah. So from one of the Bears' greats to one of the great people in my life, um, and in your life, and in many people's lives, um, I just want to mention me and Jackson's dear friend Johnny Howard. When I say dear, probably my best friend. Um, he is actually in Houston right now, uh, battling a very rare disease. Um, I don't want to get too far into it. I know enough to talk about it, but you know, not enough to really have a full conversation because it is a very mm-hmm. confusing disease that because it is so rare. Um, absolutely. And my knowledge of it, I believe it's a, the rarest forms of Castleman disease. And I will let you search that independently if you want to know more on it. Uh, but he is battling it. He's had his good days. He's had his bad days. Um, honestly, right now, I'm just praying myself for consistency in his health, you know, because um, right now it's, it's jumping around. Um, and so we were just warning everyone uh, when you go, when you if, you if you if you're a praying person, which I hope most of you are and you're a spiritual person, when you when you when you have your morning or daily or, or nightly prayer, you're with your family, when you're at church, if you will just uh, lift his name up to God and pray for him and his family and uh, for for answers, for clearness of mind, for peace, and uh, and and even financial stability, because you know doctor bills can get high, absolutely, um, especially in a big hospital in Houston. Um, and so we just want to, you know, all everyone to be aware of his situation and what he's battling. Um, he's been battling it for since I think early July. I believe um, so it's, it's been a yeah, long it's process, going on ten weeks. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's it's been a long process. But hey, but hey, he's he's a fighter. He's a bright soul. And everyone who knows Johnny knows that if anyone can get through it uh, physically and emotionally, it is Johnny Howard. And he knows that he's got the the best team um, behind him. And uh, we all love you, Johnny. We miss you. Can't wait to see you. Can't wait for you to kick this thing's butt and uh, and get back to us so I can drive down to Mobile and see you, buddy. Absolutely, man. We we love you and we appreciate you. And we remember the the great intramural memories that you brought us when both Caleb and I were at UM with you, dude. Probably the greatest intramural general manager of all time. Honestly, if the Bears had him, that he might have picked Patrick Mahomes. Big facts. That man knew how to take risks. That man can put an intramural team together better than anyone I've known in my life. 
But from that type of taking a risk with intramural teams, let's transition to our risks that we took this past week on our – Lord Jesus, help my football mind. On our spread the bread from last week. Oh, I was struggling, man. Were you? It wasn't a good Saturday for Were me. You? I sat at home. I mean, I had some decent picks, but it's just like I didn't just hit the nail on the head. I, you hit the nail on the head with a lot of these games, man. I mean, first first game, which is the one I wanted to bring up, Georgia Southern versus Louisiana, Lafayette, mm. the Raging Cajuns. Um, the Raging Cajuns didn't cover. Um, we both picked them to win, but we had them to cover, and they didn't. So that's your first bad beat. If if you bet it responsibly um, you bet. for that game and you bet it with us, not with us, but if you bet it on what we said for them to cover, I apologize. I could have sworn they were going to cover. My go to the week, Elijah Mitchell, didn't even play in the that game. Been so you can imagine how bad my heart was yeah. hurt. Um, on to our next game was Texas at Texas Tech. I sat in restaurant here. Watching that game, I had to crank my neck around and try and find it because they wouldn't turn the game on. It was such a good game to watch. Caleb, oh my goodness. When I tell you, was Texas overrated or is Texas overrated? A Texas Tech team that should not have put up as many points as they did on this supposedly we're back Texas team looked Mm -hmm. good. This was a great game to watch. Ended in overtime. Texas ended up winning. No, they did not cover. Caleb was able to pick um, pick the winner, but not be responsible in this cover. But uh, I I did think you know, hey, t- Texas is gonna win, but it's and it's gonna be by you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be by less than fourteen, which was which was the cover. So I was able to get get both. So hopefully one of us could steer you in the right direction. If you're you know if you're responsible, you just listen to who we pick. Responsible. If you just listen to who we pick to win and not go on the cover. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to who we pick to win and then, you know, <laughs> exactly. go from there. Next game, Tennessee versus South Carolina. Um, we both had Tennessee winning and we both had them to cover. I mean, the only issue the cover is, was three and a half. That is a tough cover. The only issue is that they didn't cover. It was three and a half. <laughs> they won by. Oh no! We both talked about yeah, you talking. You talking about a bad beat, man. That's that. That's your bad. I mean, that that's just someone didn't spread the bread right. I mean, it the, the, it was toasted. Just, the butter was out. The knife was hot, and someone literally just forgot to spread it. Just outside the line on that one. Um, I mean. You and I both talked. We said if, if Tennessee's winning this game, it's not by more than a touchdown. And it's not less than a field goal. They're going to win by a field goal or a touchdown. <laughs> well, they won by a field goal. But um, yep. we, we kept in the SEC, and we had Kentucky at Auburn. Now, <laughs> I got to give Caleb some credit on this. I doubted what he was saying about Kentucky. <laughs> they did look pretty good. I will give them that. But Auburn. JT, you let me down. I believed in them, JT. You hear me, Justin Selton? I believed in Kentucky, and they let me down. They had me ready to, to jump on the Kentucky football bandwagon until Big Ten play happened. 
in the you first half. The, you and then they laid a ball spot. The ball spot did not come through. God no. But um we both we both picked our winner on that. I was able to pick the cover correctly. Um Caleb was not, but so far we've been pretty good at picking these winners. RIP. Um Mississippi State versus LSU. Jackson's don't, don't at me, me from last week. Jackson's don't at me. So obviously LSU didn't cover. Um I picked LSU to win and not cover. Obviously both of those were wrong. Because uh, Mississippi State won and Jackson picked mm-hmm. that. What uh, I tell you, that new quarterback. Hey, I gotta respect it. I gotta respect it. I didn't. I didn't think the Mike Leach air raid offense was gonna show out like it did in the first week on a shortened training camp. But hey, you know, mm-hmm. L- LSU, DB University, they they just weren't. They didn't come up and play. They yeah, they didn't show up. I man. I do think them having that one DB out. That game yeah. that was hospitalized, not 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 virus related at all. Just I do want to state that it was not virus related. Um, hurt them, but dude, having that new quarterback hurt them even even more because at least Mississippi yeah. State's quarterback had starting experience, experience at Stanford experience, and that that was huge. Yeah. Um, next game we covered. Oh, good lord! It, it was Miami against a high school team. I want to. You're gonna give them that much respect. <laughs> okay. It was Miami versus Lamar Christian School, where I coach. We ain't got a football team there. It's like they took my basketball team and like, hey, go play the Miami Hurricanes. See, I don't even want to say who they played because that's that's putting disrespect on Miami. No, I refuse. I refuse to say the college's name. Oh yeah. Just know that we we covered and we picked both exactly. correctly. If you didn't pick both correctly, if you didn't pick you them to cover and you didn't pick them to win. I, I, you're not responsible. Please stop gambling. You need, you need help. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, yeah. Next game, Louisville versus Pitt. Again, this was an easy pick for us just because of the egg Louisville laid versus Miami. And I thought there's no way they lay that egg and bounce back and play a good team, a good football team in Pitt. And they didn't. Um, Pitt covered and won. Me and Jackson both picked that. So so far we're doing very well on picking winners. Obviously, I picked you know yeah. um, Texas to cover and, and and Kentucky to or an Auburn not to cover. But so far, yeah. you know, the only thing I've gotten wrong was LSU, which is still respectable. I'll give you that. So, but next, but you did trip up here. Next we had okay. You didn't have to bring it up, you know. <laughs> next we had Army visiting Cincinnati. Um, See, Cincinnati had a decent offense last year, and so I was able. I thought that they would be able to carry that over just a little bit this year, and so I stuck with them. Um, they did cover, in the, and in the first five minutes of that game, I thought I just picked the upset of the week because <laughs> Mississippi State hadn't played LSU, whatever. I was like, I picked the upset of the week. Army gets a. It was either fumble or whatever, and they they they, they the, the defense scores right. seven zero right off the bat, and I'm like, let's go Army. Yeah. And then nothing happened after that. I mean, it, it literally was downhill. It was. It, and to piggyback off that very, very, very quickly, um, I thought the upset of the week was going to be Arkansas over Georgia because Georgia's true freshman quarterback played awful. If I'm uh, Kirby Smart there, he's never seen the field this the rest of the season. Mm. 
Um, but anyway, only reason only reason I didn't like the Arkansas Georgia game is because I'm not a big Felipe Franks fan, which is Arkansas's quarterback transfer from Miami. Florida. I wasn't a fan of him, in Miami. I'm not going to be a fan of him as Arkansas. I don't care how decently or well he At played. Florida. Just not a Felipe Franks fan. It just I don't know what it is. Just something about him I don't like. I'll give, I'll give you um, that. He wasn't good at Florida. But going going from one dumpster fire to another, <laughs> uh, UAB versus South Alabama. Again, if you pick South Alabama to win or to cover, <laughs> please call for help on your betting issues. You are not responsible. Ooh. Me and Jackson both picked exactly. UAB. We picked them to cover. We actually picked them to, to do more than cover, and we were right. Yes. I mean, South Alabama, as a football program, is just a dumpster fire. They've got a great And what does that say? They do have a great And, and, and what, what, what does that say about Southern Miss? All right. You know, my hometown <laughs> they team. They need to get Brett USM Favre in there, brother. <laughs> to, to get beat by South Alabama. If Brett Favre goes to USM, everyone would lose their, lose their mind. Like, we may actually get some of Oak Grove, which is like the top football school in this area, some of their talent to go to USM and not other places. Right. But I doubt that happens. You know? Right. Like, you're telling me. You got a high school that's uh, literally across town. When I say across town, Hasburg's not a big town. It is less, right down the less highway. Than Ten minutes, maybe less. Easily, yeah. depending on traffic. Yeah. And and we've had a wide receiver go to Vanderbilt, a wide receiver go to California, had a quarterback go to Ole Miss, and there's more defense defensive players, Mississippi State, whatever. Like they get like the bottom of the starters from Oak Grove. That's who Southern Miss gets. Like they they get what's left off of Oak Grove seniors. Mm-hmm. Every oh, yeah. year, it's it's not. And so, like, you've got to get a big name coach in there to get these. Like, there's talent that comes out of just Oak Grove. We're not talking about Hattiesburg, where two one receiver went to Tennessee, uh, one went somewhere else. We had a kid in Purvis that went and played at Vanderbilt. Wide receivers, like, there's talent, like in this area, and we Southern Miss just can't get it. I say we just because it's a hometown yeah. team. They just can't get it, man. So that, like, what does that say about South Alabama, or what does that say about Southern Miss to get beat by South Alabama, who just got dog skull dragged Absolutely. by UAB? But, so yeah. that was last week. Let's get to this week's spread of the bread. Spread that bread. So we are going to go through top 25 games going on this week. There are 15 going on this week in the top 25. Our first game is this Friday. You've got Louisiana Tech visiting BYU. The line on this game is BYU by 23 and a half. What you got? Um, dude, that's a big line, but you know what? BYU's legit. Absolutely. All right. I man, that's a big, that's a big cover. I mean, Louisiana Tech's two and zero, but you know it's Louisiana Tech. Yeah. I'm. Oh man, I'm gonna take BYU to cover just because it's Louisiana yeah. Tech. Louisiana Louisiana Tech hasn't played anybody. BYU, even though they haven't played them, BYU's still a good football team. Yeah, BYU's, BYU's yeah. legit this year for for where for what for how like the level that they are they're legit. Oh yeah, they're covering this game, um, easily. I mean, I would when I say easily, I don't want to say easily like it's going to be a forty yeah, point say, game. When I say they're easily, gonna they're going to win by by twenty four or more. Yeah, yeah. So and then all right, so that's our Friday game. We're gonna we're gonna go on to our Saturday games with one of our first. Um, noon games being South Carolina at Florida. The line is Florida 17 and a half. I do not see South Carolina getting anywhere near Florida. Now, nope. Ole, Ole Miss did put up 
some oh. good points against Florida. So Florida yeah, does need to fix their defense, but South Carolina doesn't have enough. Offense. South Carolina doesn't have the weapons exactly. on this. Has exactly. Florida, Take, Florida covers. Give me Florida yeah. to cover. Easily. They're covering easy. Next, we're moving to Austin, Texas. TCU coming in, facing Texas. Line on this game is 13. Um. I don't know how I feel about Texas after that close game. Like, with it being a close game, does it get them ready to go? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, are you like, did you have a good week of practice after that? Or are you like happy you won? You see what I'm saying? Um, still got Sam Ellinger. I, I'll take Texas to cover just because TCU is not all that great. Um, TCU is nowhere near the level of Texas Tech was last week. I yeah. think Texas wins this game and definitely takes the cover. Congratulations, Texas. You're about to be 3-0. Whoop-dee-doo. Still not back, though. <laughs> Big facts. Next year, gonna, next we've that. got Missouri visiting Tennessee. Tennessee barely squeaked. Dumpster fire alert. Dumpster fire alert. Tennessee barely squeaked out last week against South Carolina. The line on this game is 11.5 in Tennessee's favor. Give me Tennessee. Give me Tennessee, but not the cover, just because I think this is the dumpster fire game. I just think this is going to be like one of the worst games of the weekend as far as top 25 goes. Get, give me Tennessee to cover because um, I don't think Missouri's rush defense is very good. I just don't think Missouri's good at all. I just I just think Tennessee is yeah. always a dumpster fire as far as these games like this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like this is the game. This is the one state. that you definitely for sure should win Tennessee, but you don't. I think they'll win. I just think it's the games they like sleep on. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't get up for these yeah. games. They're not like Alabama. They don't go out there and just blow I mean, them out. You know, get it done. Yeah. So I mean, I think I think they win by. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna take it back. They don't. They win, but they don't cover. Win, but they don't cover. They win by ten. Does does not cover. Next, we've got North Carolina State visiting Pitt. Pitt um, just came off of a win against Louisville. Now Louisville was probably still hurting from Miami. So Pitt three zero against a one one NC State team. The line is Pitt by two touchdowns. Man, so far it's been a lot of covers just because it's not that like you know it's not that competitive of a week. There's a, there's two or three good games. Yeah, I'll take Pitt to cover. Mm, yeah, I will too. Virginia Tech just whooped up on NC State last week. Yeah, and, and I think Louisville's a better team than NC State. Oh, by by far. So, um, I'll, I'll take I'll take yeah. the cover. So that that's our twelve games. Next, we're going to move on to the the three thirty games or two thirty for you Central time. Yeah, depending, depending on where you are. are. We've got number thirteen traveling to. Wow, I just forgot where the Tuscaloosa, yes. Alabama, Tuscaloosa to face number two, Alabama. The line on this game is 17 in Alabama's favor. 17 is just a weird number for me. Like if that line, if that line were 14, I'd take Alabama to cover. And I'm still going to take Alabama to cover. I just think that's a weird, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that's, that number is just throwing me off big Do time. That's 17. Because like the Alabama literally could win by two touchdowns and a field goal. And you say, and they got to, they got to get, they got to get I, 18 to I, cover. I'll take Alabama to cover, but I don't like this one. I don't. Like I would rather – I foresee them either winning by 14 or 21 because <laughs> one thing that Alabama lacks is a kicker. Um, 
Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't like 17. I don't yeah. like that. So number. I take Alabama to win. I mm, I don't think they cover. I'm not. I, if if it's me, if it's me, I'm not betting not, on this yeah. game. There's no I way I bet on this game. I don't. This is a this is a weird. The, the over under is weird. I don't know. You know, the champs. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't I, like I'm not. Game. I'm not going to go. I'm going to go with Alabama to, to to win, but not yeah. to cover. Alabama's yeah. going to win. Yeah, Alabama's going to win. I just don't <laughs> like 17. I don't like that number. <laughs> On that line, I don't like okay, that. I don't sure. like it. I don't sure. like it. All right. Next, we travel up north to see number twelve, North Carolina, take on Boston College. The line on this game is fourteen in favor of UNC. UNC is ranked twelfth. Give me UNC, but not to cover. I actually like Boston College. Not like you know, like not like they're going to win the ACC, but I like them as a football team. I think they always play hard and mm-hmm. compete. You know, like they're never a dumpster fire of right. a team. Like, I think they're, they're always, you know, they always play hard. And that's what yeah. I love about them. Give me UNC. I don't think they cover. I think this is one of them weird games where just out of nowhere, you know, it's a seven or, or ten yeah. point game. At Give the me end. UNC. Mac Brown did a good job with them last year. Um, now they have to come out and play defense because Boston College quarterback, he's 43 for 61 with 510 yards and three touchdowns on the season. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. And they got the gate, eight. 26 carries, 84 yards, and a touchdown by the running back. That's not bad. But, I mean, that could be that could be between two games. That could be a one. I'm not entirely sure. Have to look more into that. I just I, – I think – I think, and I can't say the guy's last name. Phil Jerkovic and the Zay Flowers, that connection at quarterback and receiver, it's, like you've, you've got to be ready to exactly. play with them. Uh, next week we go to Cincinnati, and we've got South Florida – facing off against Cincinnati, and the line on this is 22. That is a big number. Here's the thing. I I discussed how I refused to trust Cincinnati last week, and they go out there, and they just give it to the arm. They they give it to our Army. I mean, just like give it. They just, you know, just take Mm -hmm. it to them. 22 is a big line to cover, but if they just beat Army like they did – an army is a competitive football team. Like they're not just a bunch of scrubs out there. You know right. what I'm saying? Like it's a good, it's a well coached team. Yeah. Get, give me, give me Cincinnati to cover. And I, I'm going back on my word. Yeah. I, I'm going to trust Cincinnati, and they're going to, and they're going to come out yeah. and throw up a dumpster fire and <laughs> and and choke. But I'm going to take Cincinnati to cover. And if they let me down, if take my word, if Cincinnati lets me down this week, I'm never trusting Cincinnati again, ever. I'm giving them a chance. Right. Yeah. I think. I think Cincinnati wins this game. I don't think they cover South Florida. As, even though they're a one-on-one record, they're they're not a bad team. Um, and like you said, twenty-two points is a lot to cover. Um, mm-hmm. and I think South Florida is just as good as Army, if not maybe a little better. <clears throat> so, but next we're going to head to the Midwest to Lawrence, Kansas, as we see number seventeen Oklahoma State face off against. Kansas and the line on this is 21 points in favor of Oklahoma State. Oklahoma wins doesn't cover. I I've got to agree with you on this. I would, see going into the season it was looking like Oklahoma State they were thinking would be a team that could compete for a national championship instead of Oklahoma. I have not mm-hmm. seen that comparison yet this year. Um so mm-hmm. I like them to win. They're not winning by more than 21, though. No. 
So we take we go from Kansas down to Texas, and we see number twenty five Memphis against a three and SMU team, and the line on this game is three in favor of Memphis. I'm gonna take Memphis by three. <laughs> All right. I'm going right with yeah. the line. I think they win by three. I'm gonna. It, I don't. I don't know. I don't think this is an upset, but I think SMU wins. I can see it. I They've got three it. games played. Um, yeah. Their their quarter their quarterback is looking pretty good. He almost has a thousand yards on the season already. Seven TDs. Their running back has seven TDs already through three games. Memphis only has one in, in their under their belt. They're gonna have to step up and play a good game to to cover at least. So I, I think SMU wins, but SMU covers. Um, so, hmm. and then so we'll, we'll go from our three thirty games to what I think is gonna be the game of the week, only because of how both yeah. teams played last week. Not because of the ranking, but because of how they both played. No, we're gonna head to Athens, I'll- Georgia, to see number seven Auburn face off against. Number four, Georgia. I think we're both going to agree on this, and you've already touched on Georgia. I'm going to take Auburn. The line on this is six and a half in favor of Georgia. Line, I'm going to take Auburn, and Auburn's going to win by a touchdown or more. So you think Auburn's going to cover? I think yeah, so. And I, I'm in agreement with you. Um, Georgia, I know you brought in a different quarterback last week in the second half, but you got to figure out more things as a team. You You let Arkansas stay in the game – Longer than they should have. Now, Georgia Georgia does have a transfer quarterback. JT Daniels has been cleared to play, and he's available for Saturday's game. So that could change a little bit. Yeah, that could change something. Think, okay, so, 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 so our picks could be wrong if he starts and lights it up, but I'm taking Auburn. I, I don't think Georgia's defense is good enough to stop Auburn's offense. I mean, like I said, they, they, they kept uh, – they let Arkansas stay in the game longer – than um than they should have. Yes, I know that Felipe Franks threw interceptions later in the game. It's because Felipe Franks. But that's yeah, just Felipe exactly. Franks being Felipe Franks. <clears throat> so to a couple lesser games that are going on at seven thirty or six thirty wherever you are, we've got Tulsa at UCF. Not going to touch too much on that. That's a twenty one and a half point cover Jeez. in favor of UCF. I do think that they cover. UCF UCF is firing on on all cylinders when it comes to offenses here, and I don't think Tulsa's really got the the team to keep up with them. Uh, didn't Tulsa just take Oklahoma State down to I the think, wire? I don't think I don't think Oklahoma State's that good though. Okay, but I mean they're still a ranked team, and they're still a you know power five conference, and I think they're a decent team, good running back. I'm going to take UCF not the cover. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, Oklahoma State won sixteen to seven in that game. Yeah, I just, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I could be wrong. That that could be my one during the week where I'm just completely wrong, like I was with Army last week. Yeah. But uh, um, we've got Arkansas responsible. Responsible, right? We got Arkansas visiting um, Mississippi State. I, I can't go against some state to cover state by fifty. I don't <laughs> care. I'm not going against them again. I mean, Mike Leach. He put posted a video on a on a on a wagon said hop on. I'm hopping on it, Mike Leach. I'm I'm with you, Here's buddy. Thing. You know, let's ride this wagon. Throw the ball, man. Dude, he called out LSU after that game. He said that, you know, Packers, Patriots, Saints, all those things, they were they weren't available, so he decided to play LSU. 
Those are some bold words for your first season. The that, SEC. Dude, that dude came in the SEC, SEC ready to go. Now, now before you do your pick, well, go ahead and do your pick. Then I'll say, go ahead. Go I don't ahead. know. I'm going to take Mississippi State to cover. I, I figured. So, so, so the over-under on this game, we don't do over-under. The over-under on this game is 69 as far as points. Over-under, does Mississippi State throw more than 60 passes this week? Yes or no? The over-under, do they throw more than 60 passes this week? Do they throw more than 60 passes? No, because I don't think they're going to need to throw as many. Exactly. I was going to say no just because I think they're going to be up by so exactly. much. Last week, didn't he, didn't last week he threw like exactly yeah, – yeah, he threw exactly 60, 60 passes. 623 yeah. yards. It's because LSU was still technically yards. kind of in the game. In the game, yeah. No, they're, they're, there's no way they throw 60. Now, when they go play Alabama oh, this year – grief. Don't be surprised if that guy hits 70 passes in a game. They play, they, don't be surprised if his, if his arm is hmm. – if his arm is burnt off by the end of the Alabama yeah. game, don't be surprised. We'll touch exactly. that later, though. Um, then we've got Oklahoma going to Ames, Iowa to see the Cyclones. Uh, the, this is what's surprising. The line on this game is only seven in favor of, of Iowa. I mean, Iowa State. Didn't Iowa Oklahoma. get beat get beat by the Raging Cajuns? Yeah. Yeah. Right, take, give me Oklahoma to cover. I'm going to agree with you. Just cause, just cause. I don't think Iowa State's as good of a team as Kansas State it was last week. No. No. But, um, but yeah, I'm going to take Oklahoma. They do look a little bit better offensively. and But they're going to cover. But I don't think they – I don't think it's a blowout. So. No, I don't think it's a blowout, but I don't think Iowa State – Keeps us under seven yeah, or under. Exactly. Like, like Oklahoma's yeah. going to win by more than a touchdown. Um, we've got one more SEC matchup at seven thirty, and that's LSU in Nashville against Vanderbilt. That do um, they bounce back? The easy game for me. LSU's offense looked good down the stretch versus State. I know they didn't win it, um, but I mean their quarterback did go twenty-seven of forty-six, three hundred forty-five yards, and three right. touchdowns. Uh, they had a receiver with eight catches, 122 yards, and yeah. two touchdowns. So, like, like their their quarterback got on later. Yeah. It was just it was too late for it because Mississippi State's air raid offense had already set in. It oh, was yeah. comfortable. Miles uh, My, Brennan took a little bit of comfortable. I think he's comfortable this week against a lesser defense in State. I'll take LSU to cover. 20. You think they're winning by 20? I think so. The bounce back week, Coach O is yeah. a good coach. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll see that. Um I'm I'm gonna say the same. I think Miles Brennan's gonna figure some things out. He's so he's he's not gonna I don't think he's gonna be as pressured as Vanderbilt as as State um did by Vanderbilt. So I think mm-hmm. uh, LSU wins this and covers. So last top twenty five matchup that we've got this week is Virginia going into Clemson and taking on number one Clemson and the Caleb, the line on this game, I'm pretty sure, is the biggest line this week. It is 28 points in favor. Yep, it's the biggest one. 28 points in favor of Clemson. I mean, who's who's surprised? I mean, it, it's Virginia versus Clemson. If this is basketball, we talk about how Virginia's defense is going to shut down Clemson's non-five-star players or whatever, but this is football. It was Trevor Lawrence. You know, it's Travis Etienne. It's Amari Rodgers. Like, you know, you, yeah, it's I Clemson. Mean, that's all you have to say. Two, only, they've only played two games. Clemson's only played two games. Through two games, Trevor Lawrence has only thrown seven, seven incompletions. Only thrown seven in 
completions. That's crazy. Two, two games. Clips and covers. Covers easy. Clips and covers. Well, that wraps up this week's podcast. Thanks again for joining us, guys, and thanks for giving us lots of love on Facebook. Again, feel free to go and like us and invite others, invite your friends to like the Facebook page. Again, we'll be posting that bracket for the MLB playoffs, and we encourage you guys to fill yours out. But um, let us know also what platforms you guys are listening on so we can kind of get an idea. But otherwise, again, much love. We appreciate you guys. Catch you guys next week. We'll be right back.